Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. This is Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. The podcast where back of house Sally and front of house Marco talk food and drink. Heads up. These two spent decades in restaurants, so some mature content and language is bound to come up. Get ready for Eat and Drink. Forks up. All right, so this is now our bi-weekly show, Ali. Look at us, huh? A couple yeah. of bi-weeklies. A couple of bi-weeklers. You got it. Weeklings. A couple of Weaklings. bi-weeklings, that's what bi-weeklings. we Bi-weeklings, huh? there you go. I'm Marco Timpano. I'm Ali Hassan. We're going to kick off today's show with some good news. You may hear in Marco's uh, Marco's voice and his tone and his general demeanor, he is uh, he's radiating. He's resonating with positivity. I'll, I'll do my best to, to, to take that out of him as the show goes on. But right now, I think it's important that you share some really good news. Yeah, I got a little pep in my step because uh, yesterday I found out that I my other podcast, The Insomnia Project, was awarded Best Sleep Podcast 2020 by Tuck.com. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked about that. That's fantastic, buddy. Yeah. And I, I think that's important that you share that news because I know there's a lot of listeners we have who are like, this guy's good for nothing, right? Right. Wakes up, drinks. Makes himself some cocktails, thinks he's something special, but really not offering anything to the world. Incorrect. Actually, he's got some uh, he's got some, some some real street cred out there, especially in the podcasting world, but even outside of that. I'm telling you. So if you can't sleep, check out my podcast, The Insomnia Project. I know I'm really I'm really excited. I had no idea. I was I just got an email. You know, we get the, we get lots of emails from people who are like, hey, do you want us to increase your SEO? Do you need this? Yes. Do you need that? And I'm always deleting them. And this one here, I was like, what is this? And I kind of clicked it. And I was like, oh, it's one. Of, and then it was like, oh, no, it looks like and I clicked. It, it was like, you've been awarded uh, Best Sleep Podcast 2020. I was like, oh, this is great. And they sent me sort of the little badge. I can put it on my website, whatever. Right. So I was like, OK, this is legit. This is great. And you know what? As soon as you can take the passion that you take to another podcast and bring it to this podcast, I think it's it's like the uh, the world is our oyster. You know, if it's you hard. It's find hard. a way. It's hard because my guests on the other podcasts are just so lovely and, yeah. you know, they give, they offer so much. And so it's so much easier, right? Let me tell you something. I've been on that podcast <laughs> once. I know that podcast. The idea is to put people to sleep, to calm right. them down and put them to sleep. So, you know, you're not asking for too much, really, from your guests. All right. All right. Let's go into our drink portion of eat and drink are you ready ali for this i'm ready bud who doesn't like drinking on a sunday morning look lucky you over there all right so we're not going to be drinking oh all right oh but but this came to me and i was like i don't think i've ever done this on the podcast i don't even think i've ever offered this to ali when he was at my house and it's one of these specific very italian things and i know some of our listeners are rolling their eyes and thinking oh here marco goes with italian stuff again but it's one of those things that a lo- uh, not a lot of people are aware of. Kind of like when I was a kid, we had polenta all the time, but it wasn't out there. And then all of a sudden in the late 80s, every restaurant you went to, polenta this, polenta that, polenta this, right? And it's like, okay. So I'm not saying that this is going to become a modern classic, but it's something that's easy to do in the home, especially now if you're home. And it'll add a little pep to your espresso. Polenta juice? No, it has nothing to do with polenta. Okay. Have, you, have you have you ever seen this, my friend? Uh, I'm, I'm looking at you. something that looks like a mixture of uh, butterscotch and uh, peanut butter. That's what it looks like. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a great way to describe it. This is cremina, mm-hmm. and cremina is 
coffee creamed sugar. Oh yeah. And I want to make something familiar. Oh, you are? Yes. Yes. Okay. 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 So I'm not your only Italian friend then. No, no, no. Okay. I have a couple of used guys have been around. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now you made, do you make that? It looks like I made that. Packaging. Okay. My friend, it's so simple. And once you've made it, you're going to be like, this is a thing of beauty. Now, cremina or coffee creamed sugar, I want to start by saying this. It does not have any cream in it. Even though the name might suggest it, there's no cream in it. It just happens to be creamed sugar. And I'll get into that. So this is something that my family didn't traditionally do. It's something that's more found in the Naples and Salerno region of Italy. So, you know, near Naples, you'll find it in bars. But a lot of Southern Italians will have this in the home. They'll do this in the home with their espresso, in particular when they have guests over. It's it's got a pain in the ass factor of about two on the one to 10 scale. Okay. okay you know bad. how I feel about pain in the ass. Of course. Things that are pain in the ass. All right. So what this does is it adds a sort of texture to your coffee, to your espresso. Now we're, we're strictly dealing with espresso. I've never done this with drip coffee or that bullshit French cafe au lait or any other kind of bullshit coffees out there. All right. This is strictly espresso. All right. Now, first of all, I got to ask you this. Do you have a Bialetti, otherwise known as a Mocha, one of I these? Don't. I don't. Well, why? Why? Well, some of my Italian friends have uh, kept them from me, I guess. I All don't right. know. When is your birthday? That's what September. I need September. September. Okay, so I got some time to pick you up one. I, you're going to get one, if not before your birthday, for the date of your birthday. If I had to we give you it. mine, I will do that. We welcome it. I'm into it. All right. All right, cool. So... This will add texture to your espresso. I know that sounds weird because it's like maybe body is the better word. It'll it'll give your espresso a bit more body because when you make espresso in a bialetti, otherwise known as a mocha, a mocha is any of those. Bialetti just happens to be the brand, uh, the best known brand that makes them. Uh, and when you get an espresso coffee at a bar where they use the actual little handle, handle espresso expressors, um, or extractors, your coffee has a has more of bo- it has more body. It doesn't feel so liquidy. It has a little bit of texture. It has a little bit more viscosity, yep. thickness, thickness. Um, yeah, you don't really get that when you make the stovetop version on your bialetti, right? It tends to be more like coffee that we all know and love, right? In texture, but not in taste. The taste right. is still proper espresso, obviously, because it's an espresso bean. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for, for clar- clarifying that. But by making cremina, you you inherently add a bit of that texture. Now, how do you make cremina? So it basically is the combination of sugar, white table sugar, and the first few drops of espresso. So what you do, depending on the size of your mocha, so this would be a, um, say, a three-cup mocha. You're going to double the amount of teaspoons you need, okay? I would say... Don't even bother using that mathematical equation. Just start with 10 teaspoons of sugar. So you got 10 teaspoons of sugar. You put your mocha on. So you filled it with water. You put the coffee in and you turn on your stove. You're going to wait. This is the pain in the ass part. You're going to wait for the first few drops of espresso to percolate and come up. And then you're going to quickly take that mocha off the stove. Because those first few drops, so let's say two to three seconds worth, as soon as the as soon as the coffee comes up, no more than two seconds, it's off the stove. 
those first few drops are the creamiest, are the most flavorful drops of coffee that come up. Known as crema in the espresso world, yes? Yes and no. So the crema, when you make it in a in a bar style handle espresso extruder, is going to have that crema. So that lighter colored, micro bubbled top layer of cream that forms on your on your on the top of your espresso. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with uh, mocha at home. If you have one of those handle handle um, Coffee makers, espresso makers, yes, you can you can achieve that crema. But I'm talking mocha right now, which I think is mm. one of those things everyone should have in the house. I think it's one of those sort of standard things. You can get the fanciest machine, spend thousands of dollars, but this will never fail you. Those machines can be temperamental. Those machines need to be used every day, if not every other day, to keep them working right. Mm-hmm. And they're finicky. This is not finicky. This thing here was made like a tank indestructible. I love it. I love these classic things. Yeah. 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 And they look, and you know, there's one thing Italians can do and that's design. It might not be, you you know, they talk bullshit, but yeah, no design, of course. Oh yeah. They're great at that too. Right. But, um, but sorry, I just got a, I just got a text because I was, I, so just to backtrack when I was looking for the, the recipe to tell our guests about our, our audience, I didn't find much on Google or through my search engine in English. So I had to go to the Italian and do some translation. And there was one word I didn't know. So I called my mom and I said, what does this word mean? She goes, I never really heard of it. She asked her neighbor Mimo, who called her. They didn't see each other. He told her the definition. And then I Facebooked a friend, Lucy, and I said, what does this mean? And she just got back to me with Okay, so Mimo gave the the translation in, uh, no, the, 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 the explanation in Italian. And so you needed a a translation for Mimo's words? No. So, okay, let me get to it. I feel like I'm making things convoluted. So this is what we're doing. We've put the espresso on the stove. First first moment that the espresso starts bubbling up and coming out, you're going to take it off the stove. You're going to have 10 teaspoons of sugar. And then you're going to slowly put a few drops in the sugar. And I'm going to say, use a light hand with the espresso. Don't go heavy because you, you'll think, oh, I've got 10 teaspoons of sugar. Yeah. I got I to gotta fill that bad boy up. No, no. We're talking drops here. And then you start mixing, my friend. You start stirring. Stir that pot. You could use a whisk if you want. Traditionally, we just use a spoon. And you stir, man. And you stir. And then you add a little more until you get a cement-like yeah. texture. And I say cement-like because my dad would always make me help him uh, mix and pour concrete. But I think you could you could use a uh, chunky peanut butter or a, um, I don't know what you would call this, but like the viscosity of this is very thick. Yeah. You're looking for that golden color. Like you said, that sort of dark butterscotch color. Like mm-hmm. a, you're looking for this beautiful coloration on it, right? And then it becomes, like the name would suggest, creamed. Now, the word I was talking about, when I read the Italian directions, it says, appena escono due tre secondi massimo. So when two or three seconds come by, take the mocha from the stove and put the first three drops nel brico. B-R-I-C-O. Brico was the word. So I understood brico to mean some sort of container that you're going to be mixing the uh, sugar, the cremina in, the sugar and coffee mixture. But I, I had never really used that word. So I called my mom and said, what does brico mean? And she's like, I don't know. Uh, you know, 
I've never, I've never heard that word. So I'm like, okay, it's a Southern Italian word. So I'm like, okay, no problem. So my mother, Mimo calls her. Mimo's a neighbor, neighbor of her. Uh, I love that hers. name. I love yeah. that name. He's one of these guys who's always like, you know, hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. Right. So she says to Mimo, and Mimo's from Rome, Rome proper, and says, Mimo, what does Brico mean? So my mom calls me up just before I got on the phone with you. And she's, she's like, uh, Brico means like a carafe, like a, like a vessel that you would put water in. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, you're not going to make it in a carafe. So I'm like, okay, let me see what Lucy says. And sure enough, it translates to carafe. I think just a bowl is fine. A little, a little bowl. I don't think you need a carafe. I don't know how you're going to do it in a carafe, but anyways, so you're going to mix this up and, uh, you're going to, while you're mixing this, put the, put the mocha back on the stove so you can make the coffee. And then you're going to pour yourself an espresso. I'm going to do that right now. Okay, that's the espresso. And I'm going to show you something, uh, Ali. Okay, Ali so is the name, see? yeah. Yeah, I was going to call you Nima because it's my friend Nima's birthday today. But okay, so do you see the... Uh... I see you're showing me a, a small uh, espresso cup, proper espresso cup right. with espresso in it. And it has a little bit of a sheen on top. Not it's yet. Tiny. Okay, see, that's just a reflection of the light. Now oh, I'm going to put the cremina in, okay? okay? And you're okay. going to see what this does to the coffee. Oh, that might be too much. Happy birthday to Nima. He's my other Muslim friend. That's why I, you know. A whole two, buddy. Slow yeah, down. Listen, huh? I'm telling you. I, I only have so much love to give for uh, various various folks, right? Happy Ramadan, right. Nima, if you're, uh, if you're celebrating. Oh, yeah. Happy Ramadan to you. No, no, no. It's only, it's only a full month long. It makes sense that you would forget it, Mark. All right. Look, look, look now. Do you see what's happened? Do yeah. Do you see what's Yeah. Happened? Now it looks like an espresso with a crema on top. Yes. Thank you, my friend. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. So this is cremina. It'll take you two minutes max, and then you'll have this bowl of creamed sugar. You can leave it on your counter for, I would say, two to three days. Put it in the fridge. You'll have it for a week or more. It's sugar, right? Anytime you add sugar to uh, in great amounts to anything, it's sure, not going to go bad for a while, That's right? It. Yeah. And then you use it with your espresso, and life, my friend, just feels better. And that's what I have to say about cremina. I'm sorry I took you on this long, circuitous route to this creamed sugar cough for coffee. I but love it's, it. It's it's so excellent, and I love the fact that you know my search on it. There was only one YouTube video on it. Not much in English. I had to I had to go to the Italian. I had to do some translation, and I offer it to our listeners. Please make this. All right, good. Well, I see the enjoyment in Marco's face. You're yeah. like a you're like a child who got some candy. I mean, just look at the crema. Like, just look at what it's done to my coffee, my friend. Like, you can just see around there. Like, it's just made the coffee. It's given it that texture. It's given it that little bit of sweetness. It, it is really a beautiful thing. I don't know if you can tell, but this man is passionate about coffee. And then and then he goes, uh, I don't know. I have trouble sleeping sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's a connection between all the caffeine you're consuming and sleeplessness. Anyway, I leave that with him. I leave that with you to discover. Uh, because of his sleeplessness, he has a very successful podcast. So, uh, so good for him. It's all worked out. Your passion about coffee. I don't know if you know, Marco was uh, when the when the Rolling Stones came through Toronto. You were the espresso chef for the Rolling Stones, and you got some compliments on your espresso making. Listen, that was one of those once-in-a-lifetime things. Marco, can you come? I need an espresso chef for the Rolling Stones. They're no longer doing heroin. What they're doing now is espresso, and they need multiple cups at the ready. And I'm like, I'm there for you. 
Uh, one of the one of the highlights of my culinary career. Absolutely. Let me just say that. But the passion you have that is 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 like when I was asked to host uh, a bunch of events at the Hot and Spicy Food Festival. I'm like, oh my god, come on! This is this has got me written all over it. Sure. So this as a as a lead in to what I'm going to present today. I think you know I've I've told you this before, Marco. I I buy one ingredient because I'm interested in it or I'm excited by it. And then the recipe builds around that. The rest comes from the one ingredient. Yeah. So today was kind of a, uh, not today, but a couple of days ago was a, was a weird one. I was at this, uh, this place. I'm not going to name them because they screw up so much stuff so often. It's unbelievable. But okay. anyway, it's a, it's a small Mexican spot uh, about 15 minutes down from where I live. And um, they uh, have... Casa- Casa de los Fuck-Ups? Casa de los Fuck-Ups. So Casa de los Fuck-Ups has uh, some uh, tortillas. We really like to go for those corn tortillas there. But I look on the shelf, and and they have salsa, which I don't buy because I make my own salsa, obviously. But they have uh, chipotle, which normally I would find in cans, canned chipotle and adobo sauce. They have it in like a plastic bucket. Now, what what Casa de los Fuck-Ups is probably doing is taking it out of massive cans, Putting sure. it in their own branded thing. They're not, I, I don't believe they're doing anyway. I'm like, you know what? I haven't had the smoky, spicy flavor of chipotle in a long time. So I get sure. it. Now it's time to start dreaming up. What am I going to do with this? So I, 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 it just hit me. My friend Marito Lopez, my my dear buddy, who's a comedian in Toronto, great guy. He he wants this. The, the story goes like this. He goes, dude, he's from El Salvador. El Salvador known uh, I don't want to say chiefly, but I'm going to say chiefly as far as food goes for pupusas. Yes, of course. So one day he says to me, uh, I'm in Calgary and he's back home in Calgary visiting his family. And he goes, bro, my mom made pupusas. I'm going to bring you pupusa. His voice shakes with passion when he speaks, especially about pupusas. He goes, bro, I'm bringing you pupusas. So we meet at night. He's done his comedy. I'm done my comedy. We meet. He takes this massive backpack. It looks like he's uh, backpacking across Calgary. He takes a backpack off, starts emptying it. He goes, shit, shit. No. I forgot the pupusas, man. No. So I've had pupusas before, but it's been many years. Uh, The last time I had them were in Kingston, Ontario, in fact. So anyway, it's been many years. So pupusas have been sitting in the back of my brain. A, I am owed some by this friend's mother, I'm not owed anything by anybody, obviously. And be, b- b- but my mouth is owed some pupusas, right? There was the teas, and then it didn't go anywhere. So I start thinking, why don't I make some black bean pupusas? And in the black beans, put some chipotle. Oh, my goodness. So I, I, the day before, I make this black bean stew, a thick stew with chipotle and, uh, and cumin seeds and a cinnamon stick and minced garlic, a little bit of onion, not too much onion. And now, you, uh, did you have, sorry, did you have dried chipotle? We're using dried chipotle in this. Re- I in this no, re- I have dried pasilla chilies and dried guajillo chilies. I've never had the dried chipotle chilies. So what I, chipotle are you using? At this it's, point? it's, it's, uh, it's in adobo sauce. So it's, oh, like, it's okay. Um, it's like almost you could say it's like pickled. It feels like, but yeah. it's canned and it's a sauce. So it's a saucy, thick uh, chili. Yeah, Got and, it. and I should mention I that that in salsa to give it a smoky, spicy flavor. So uh, chipotle peppers, if I'm not mistaken, are uh, smoked and dried poblano peppers. Is that jalapeno right? peppers. Oh, 
which okay, you great. know and you're you're it's fair to not think that or know that or even remember it because uh they look completely different one is fresh and green and one is like maroon burgundy black and dry typically right. when you get them dry but i i often get these um canned ones in adobo sauce and so I, this is effectively what I got. And, and with that, I made the black bean uh, stew. I used the hand blender to blend about half of it. So it was, it was mostly pureed with some chunks still left in it. And then I have my stew. The ne- and, and what I also got from Casa de los Fuck-Ups was some masa flour, a oh, bag great. of corn flour. Right. And so now I'm, now I'm ready. Now I've got, you know, the party started. And I cannot tell you how easy pupusas are to make. First of all, if you've never seen a pupusa, think arepa, think gordita, a little bit different. A little it's bit. Like I don't a, want to fight with you, Marco. I don't want to fight with you, okay? I'm just it's saying it's, it's like a, a thick flatbread, right? Exactly right. So El Salvador's nod to the thick flatbread, whereas the Colombians make uh, an arepa, the yeah, El Salvadorians make... All across South America, you find arepas. Okay. Uh, I mean, you will find also pupusas in, um, you know, neighboring countries, Nicaragua and uh, Venezuela is very famous. For the- yeah. You find, sorry, I'm, what am I saying? Arepas? I'm talking about pupusas. You will find pupusas in Guatemala and Honduras sure. and all that. So- but very much originated from El Salvador. And they're very, very proud of that. It's the Pipil tribe that originated in the territory that is now uh, El Salvador, that first, you know, I think 1500s, 1600s, because uh, I was reading about it that day. It goes back to very much that territory. So it's a source of pride for them. You know, the history of food makes me so happy. So thank I you should, for that, my I friend. I should have brought more. I should have no, brought no, more history listen, for you. We only have like a 45-minute like a podcast here, but I, pr- <laughs> I appreciate the history of that. So just to be clear, Venezuela and Colombia – are known for the their arepa. arepas. Now the arepas are different because it's a it is also like a corn cake, typically sure. corn, but it's split open. It's split right. open, and then you put stuff in it like you would with a sandwich filling. Of course, uh, you 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 said a, a thicker tortilla to describe the pupusas. That's perfect. You think a tortilla flat like a thick flat like bread. A flatbread, but a yeah. little bit thicker because it's stuffed with something. If anybody has a, 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 a you know experience with Indian Pakistani food, think about a smaller stuffed paratha. You can't really see the stuffing, but you know it's in there. You know there's like ground beef or, or seasoned potatoes or, or grated flavored radish or whatever it is that's in there. And um, for those of you who don't know any of those things, maybe it's time to go out and experience some other cultures. Oh, that's Marco, all I'm going to say. Marco Listen. coming down on you. Marco <laughs> coming down on you. Listen, I'm just saying, if you don't know what any of those things that we just mentioned are, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, maybe you should just stick to going to Casa de los Fuck Ups and, and enjoy your time there. <laughs> Marco, uh, they can't really go anywhere right now. The real key You're is right. get on the internet and explore some of this stuff. If you have corn flour, uh, particularly masa, um, this is a great thing to do. There's also gorditas. You might have had, you might be more familiar with Mexican food. Sure. Gorditas are like, um, it looks like a puff pastry. It's thicker, it's fatter. Gordita means chubby. It actually means chubby little girl, which is yeah. kind of rude that that's the mm-hmm. name of the food, little fatso, you know, but, but um, it's, it's great. And they put a slit in the, in the center and then they squeeze yes. lime in it after, after it's been like fried heavily. So uh, first question people might be and, um, asking, is the pupusa healthy? Is it healthy? It can not be. 
Look, okay. think about a poutine. A poutine is always not healthy because it's right. always got cheese, it's always got gravy, and it's always got deep fried French fries. I'm going to tell you about pupusas I made that I feel pretty good about. Because normally what they are, you know, if you have the pupusa uh, revuelta, revuelta is when it's got cheese, uh, refried beans, so that's usually lard in there, and then chicharron, so crunchy Yum. fried, you know, the pig, uh, pig's ears, crunchy, crunchy pork of some kind. Plus the thing is fried in a lot of oil. So that's not healthy. It's delicious and it's filling. The way I made it. Listen, I'm going to, I'm just going to push back here. Push right. Back. Of I'm going to push back. My friend, back. listen, what do you want? With all the, with all the, all the stuff that people put in their mouths that have so many preservatives that have so many ingredients in it that, you know, claim to be healthy, claim to be this claim to be that. And then it's got 15, 16, words that you cannot read, a little bit of lard, a little bit of chicharron, a little bit of uh, f- deep frying, I'm going to tell you is better than all that stuff that people claim to be healthy. So that's where that's I where agree. my heart I lies. Agree. I thought you right. were going to say, well, your heart also lies in a place where it's uh, struggling to beat because of all the uh, cheese and meat you've eaten, right? You have some heart trouble. So uh, take it easy. All yeah. I'm saying to you, because I care about you, right. is that I made it with not too much oil. We actually use okay. a little bit of ghee. Uh, pictures, by the way, are on our Instagram page, Podcast Eat Drink. Uh, it's, uh, it was like a great little labor of love. And it's really, it's almost one-to-one water and flour. That's it. You can put a pinch of salt in there. You don't really need to even. Um, and, and within, I'm going to say, without exaggeration, 40 seconds, I had my flour. I had my, my batter. Oh, really? Okay. It, it takes zero prep. You don't need a machine. You just need a bowl, two cups of flour, and and one and three quarters to two cups water, maybe slightly less water. And I mixed that around for, for I'm going to say, less than 40 seconds, and we were ready to go. Then you make some balls. The balls, from the balls, you sort of put a little well in them. You, you flatten them a little bit, the ball. You put a well in the center. You put a little bit of filling, and then you pinch up the ball around the filling and then you make a ball with that flattened that so now you have this stuffed uh corn cake and that goes onto a griddle the griddle is like lightly greased and uh and it's fantastic so it's it's very crispy outside it's a very uh, comforting soothing sort of uh, you know the uh, the corn warm corn inside with the filling inside and i didn't actually use cheese you can absolutely use cheese i used the beans inside and then we made a slaw a curtido uh, a slaw of um, usually it's cabbage and carrots. I added some radish in there too, and we had this tomatillo salsa on the side. And it was uh, it was just an amazing Friday morning. And I wish I could have brought those to you. So let me just let me just for clarity's sake here, uh, you have the 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 dough that you sort of flattened. I locked you back there. Unbelievable. Okay, yes. You put a little well in it, so you put a little indentation in the center. Yes. Then you put your ingredients in that. Yes. You pinch it up so it's almost teardrop shape. Sure. And then you flatten it again. Correct? Yes. yes. Beautiful. I just wanted to clarify that because you kind of glossed over it. Like everybody knows what the fuck they're doing during these pandemic times. We got listeners who are like, all right, I want to make this. But I can't understand a word this guy from Montreal is saying. Welcome well, to my I'll world. Tell you. 
I'll tell you that I, I have pictures, not step by step, but I, I gave some pictures of what I'm describing here. Um, man, I don't know if I took a picture of the well and the stuffing inside. But anyway, it doesn't matter. You guys will figure it out. Plus, the Internet's there. There's videos. There's videos. People sure, will show you sure. how to make this stuff, you know. Um, but uh, I'll tell you, so filling. So filling. It's corn cakes at the end of the day. Hardy, right? man. Yeah. Being so hearty. I, I didn't eat another thing for six hours. Not oh, a beautiful, thing, like not an apple slice, like nothing. And that's rare for me. I'm, I'm, I'm eating something every few hours. So um, Pupusa's tribute to um, Maria Lopez, uh, Maria being Marito's mother in, uh, in, um, uh, in Calgary, your degenerate son forgot the pupusas you had made one day. And because of that, and they lived in my mind for a few months, I was like, I'm making them. And, and they were great. And uh, he sent a picture to his mom. He sent a picture to his mom and he was Beautiful. like, mom, people are cooking our food. What do you think of this? And she gave it a, a like on Facebook. It made me, made me happy. You know, I, and pupusas are like any bread, any bread, a, a, any sort of uh, uh, baked product. Your first batch is never going to be the best, right? Sure. It's as sure. you roll, as you get a rhythm, you get a momentum going to get better and better. And you just, I love that because you see the progress of your own work. Like, look where I started and look where yeah. I ended up. You know, no crack, seamless, nothing seeping out of it. But pupusas are very forgiving. Even if a little bit of the filling is seeping out, that filling is going to do what? It's going to get fried uh, directly on a hot top and, and you're going to eat it nice and crispy. You're winning no matter what. I find it fascinating that pupusas are very forgiving, but El Salvadorians are not. <laughs> Why? What do you know about, uh, about El Salvadorian? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My love to your friend's mom in Calgary and all the El Salvadorians who are in this in this country of ours and, of course, in El Salvador as well. And I hope you guys are also social distancing wherever you are. You That's should be great. you should be about 20 pupusas away from the person uh, closest to you. Let me tell you something, Marco. Yeah. I had I made a beautiful moment here with pupusas yeah. Yeah. and you ruined it. No, you what I did. A, no, you ruined what? a wonderful moment. No, you slighted the people. Then you joked that you were just no. joke. You don't know anything about the no. people to even slight them. You're lucky Marito doesn't come over and stab you in the neck at a distance. And uh, and then and then you 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 had to go into social. You ruined a beautiful moment. No, no, I took your moment. I put a well in it. Then I pinched the well of your moment into a teardrop shape, and I squeezed it down to make a better moment. For the first time in a long time, I regret doing this show with you. Okay, okay. I hope I hope your wife puts something poisonous in your mouth in a few minutes. Oh, is it time? Is it it's time? Time. Oh, All man. right. Why? Why we you gotta go there? Social, social distanced. Marco's mouth. Uh, Marco's mouthing. Uh, let's get it started. What's in Marco's mouth? That's right. What's in Marco's mouth? It's nothing dirty. Really guessing. Really messing. Let's find out. What's in Marco's mouth? Hi, Amanda. Uh, she can't hear you. You could pass on uh, the message, you asshole. Okay, she, uh, Ali says hi. Right, Mindy, you can come in. I've got my blindfold on. All right, All right. Ali. Uh, Amanda's there. Yes, and you never so, press stopped on the record. Hi, Amanda. No, we're, we're recording through and through. Okay. 
Here we are, Marco with the blindfold on. I, you know what? I'm gonna take a little screen grab of this. Hold on a second. I always oh, love hold this. on. Amanda's uh, yeah. taking a screen grab, so oh, you yeah. might be in it, Amanda. So just beware of that. <laughs> yeah, 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 Amanda. I'm trying my best to get you in there. All right. I should put I should put the headphones into the microphone, and that way you could wear them, Amanda, and you could hear. I'll do it next time. Okay. Right. Okay. I'll, okay. Okay. Ali's ready. Uh, Mark is ready. The blindfold is on. Uh, the lovely and talented Amanda Barker in the studio right now, about to put something. Um, what's that word? Uh, you know, by proxy. By okay, proxy. By proxy. Yeah. Putting proxy. something in Marco's mouth. Okay, Amanda, we're ready. But wait, are you going to put it in my mouth, or are you going to give it to me? He's so scared. He's so okay. Because I don't know. Like she's she, now she's. It's coming from behind me. Like it's not no, coming from. Okay. It's a reach gonna, around. It's fine. All right. You're you're gonna put it in my mouth. Okay. I'm ready. ready. Is it is it really big or is no. it? Stop okay, with okay. the questions. Okay. 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 Not to be open to the experience. Yeah. Moment. For God's sake. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but are you two plotting against me? What are you guys doing? God. It's a mushy mass of something sweet, as if you took a, as if you took a cherry and you macerated it. Ugh. That doesn't sound bad, Marco. Okay, macerated cherry. Macerated oh, like, cherry? Why it's are you just crying? a weird texture? You know what? It tastes like strawberry rhubarb. Is it strawberry? Is it strawberry jam with some sort of rhubarb in it? I don't know. Do you like, want to try something? Do you want to try it again? Yeah, you don't have a little piece of bread you could put on, do you? No. Okay. It's not part of what's in your mouth. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm ready for it now. Okay. It doesn't definitely tastes like straw. Oh. <laughs> oh. He says as it I'm appears. Talking and she, I'm talking and she jams it in my mouth. <laughs> no. It's got a skin on it, like a cherry, like a, like a cherry. These can't, you didn't get, this isn't maraschino cherries, is it? You didn't put maraschino no. cherries. Okay. It is not maraschino cherries. Is that just okay. completely disrespectful or is it an allergy? Well, it's like, I, we have those beautiful cherries, those amarena cherries. I know, and that you should... would guess immediately for God's sake. Come right, on. right. It's supposed to be something you don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. You it's know a, we have amaranth cherries. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, w- I would know immediately. She's she Amanda. If you didn't hear, just said it's supposed to be something. I got I it. No, okay. I got it. Yeah, yeah. All right. right. This is cherries. This is cherries. I'm gonna say these are dried cherries that have been rehydrated um, in a. No, they taste syrup. Okay, okay. Let me have my last bite, and that's it. Okay. And now I'm here with my mouth open. Are, are, are you going to give me my last bit? I'm trying to get a good bite. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Okay. I can taste the skin on it. I'm going to say strawberry rhubarb. Strawberry rhubarb. No, no, it's it's cherry. It's definitely cherry. Cherry, cherry jam. Cherry jam. That's what I'm going to say. Final answer? That's my final answer. And and as is always the case, Marco, uh, why don't you take off your blindfold okay, and remember to trust uh, whatever your instincts are, go the other way. I made it's, this. It's stewed rhubarb oh, from your own shit. cottage. Oh, my God. Didn't I say rhubarb? It had a skin. And then you changed oh, every single time. 
You changed it every single time. You were like, I can't trust my instincts. You're a I failure. Made I made Maybe this. I made it. I don't know. It's been a freezer. It's from our it's from our cottage. Okay. So these are rhubarbs from our cottage that were frozen in our freezer. And because we're going through everything, it was probably in the back recesses <laughs> of the freezer. Yes. My wife has pulled them forward. It's actually not bad. No, now it's that, good. Yeah, it's actually quite good. I was surprised you needed it. <laughs> you know what? I wasn't expecting the the texture and yeah. the amount that you put in my mouth. I thought I he, put one piece of rhubarb in your mouth. I thought he was bad. But you're the worst when it comes Tell to her she's bad. doing a great job. Ali Hassan. <laughs> he says, you're doing a great job. He's like, Ali Hassan. She's doing a great job. Okay, thank you. Thank okay. you so much. I love you. <laughs> oh. That was intense, my friend. That was intense. Oh, uh, it was rhubarb. I said rhubarb. You know what? There was a little bit of, uh, but you know what? I got I got fixated on the fact that strawberries and rhubarb are often together. Yeah. And, it, and then I had skin and it felt like cherry skin, but it right. was clearly rhubarb. Right. Oh, man. Another failure. But this one hurts a little bit more, I would think, because this is from your cottage and you may have actually made this dish. But I think... No, you know why in this your hurts? Defense, in your defense also, like, you just, you, not only do you not know what flavor is coming, you never know what texture is coming. It could be crispy like a cracker. Yeah. It could be like a little spice. It could be like a, a, a gummy bear text. And all of a sudden, a mash of mushy uh, fruit, I'm sure, like, uh, it took you. No, no, you know, you know what the other factor is, Ali? And I hate to say this because it's kind of directing a compliment your way. At least when you're providing it in the studio you're a little gentle you're you give me a little heads up okay it's on a spoon it's coming towards you my wife is jamming it in my face like i'm a little baby who doesn't have words and i don't know where at this point she was kind of behind me or or next to me and i didn't know where it was coming from it just boom pops in my mouth she doesn't get an appropriate amount it's like whatever fits on a spoon so it's like it's really the experience with her doing what's in Marco's mouth is a lot more intense. And I never thought I would say it. I know. And so much more enjoyable for me on this end. I really like it. It's such a, it's such a mom, dad thing. You know, when you have a little baby, you look at how moms change the diaper and stuff. It's like a hard, aggressive wipe and like a quick, like pull this off, strip this on. They don't have any time for bullshit. Yeah. Whereas a father is like really, you know, with a Q-tip applying Vaseline and, sure. you know, three times the amount of like wipes. That's how I feel. Amanda's in there. No time for bullshit. Eat this. No. I have a life I need to live. Yeah. I come there. I'm, I'm I'm trying to develop a relationship with you. She doesn't need to do that, you know? No, she doesn't. She doesn't. Okay. So <laughs> I definitely did not get that one. I'm going to put some more cremina in my espresso and skulk away. And smoke away. From you. Yeah. Hey, listen, as you're going yeah. through all your stuff, if you find corn flour, um, pupusas are to be tried. And I did not mention this. The fillings can be anything. It can be shredded beef. You know, it can be the your carnitas, pasto, all those things, all the stuff that you're used yeah. to seeing in tacos. And, and often there is cheese. I just, we didn't have it. We're not big on cheese these days. Every couple of weeks, maybe we have a pizza and then we go in on the cheese. But I haven't had cheese in the house. I'm doing an old Marco Timpano, don't have it in the house thing. So I'll right. eat the rest of it. Um, but, but even just with beans, even this sort of plant-based version, um, not really because there was ghee there, but, but, but pretty plant-based, was so fantastic. That yeah. I, I recommend anybody trying it. And it's, 
if you're if you're if you've got a fear of like baking and all that kind of stuff, this is not that. This is oh, very great. very simple. Yeah, and know that your first attempt at it might not be the best. Don't let and that discourage you. No, because it still tastes good. A failure of a pupusa is still a delicious pupusa. Yeah. Here. Yeah. There you go. All right, brother. Those are words to live by. As always, Ali, we dedicate during these COVID times our episodes to various heroes. I'm going to dedicate this particular episode, because it started with Cremina, to all the people, all the baristas who are continuing to make coffee for people, and all Mm. the people at drive throughs that have to give those coffees to horrible people who are waiting in line, who are miserable, who are treating them like garbage. Uh, You are a hero for us today and we dedicate this episode to all the baristas and people who serve coffee during these times yeah and uh, on that note marco a message to all of us all of us consumers we're all going through shit together and and there's no reason to treat people who are who who desperately need to make money and are trying their best to help us there's no need to treat them uh like they're anything less than us they're going through it also you but they don't just have happen to, be- to have no other options and they have to work just to just to survive. And that's probably why they're there. So if anything, have a little more courtesy for them than you would for your fellow person. Exactly. All right. Thank you very much, Marco. This was a great episode. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We always welcome your feedback. Write to us via Instagram, via our email podcast, eatanddrink at gmail.com. Instagram is podcast eat drink. Uh, We'll see you again soon until we eat and drink again. We hope you got your fill of eat and drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Eat Drink. Email them your cocktail and food suggestions to podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Until the next episode, bottoms up. Bottoms up.